Supercross rider Josh Hill joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I was surprised to see that you're back on a bike come Anaheim. And, I mean, it's sad that you're on there because of what happened to the injured rider. But, damn it, uh, welcome back temporarily. Is that how we say it? Yeah. Yeah, we're here Peoria. I think it's Peoria, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Just say Phoenix. Just say Phoenix, Josh. (laughs) Yep, Phoenix, basically. Just 20 minutes outside Phoenix, uh, not too far. Right here at uh, where the Cardinals play. I think it's State Farm Stadium. It's uh, one of the biggest floors that we have, if not the biggest floor space that we have all year. Oh, really? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Get into that because this is a return to the Phoenix audience because of COVID. But what do you mean by the biggest floor? So you've got a larger track, maybe some larger straightaways here, even versus a Daytona? Well, I guess guess it would definitely be the largest dome stadium floor that we ride in. Got Uh, it. So here, it's a bigger floor floor space than pretty much any other place I've seen. And then also the, the floor actually retracts outside the the actual Hmm. turf that the cardinals play on retracts out the back so there's still a field um but it's outside the stadium right now and then we actually our our starting gate comes from one end to the other and the track actually goes underneath the um like where the spectators are we go underneath the building so it's uh it's a pretty unique track that's badass that reminds me of some of the old not monster energy cups but some of the finales in vegas that we've been to over the years that's awesome yeah, it's similar to that, but you know we're not going outside the building; we're going underneath the building. Ah, okay. Josh, share with the Freak Nation. Josh Hill, Supercross pilot, riding the 450s in the Supercross series. Share with the Freak Nation how you came about this ride. Where, where were you when they made the call, saying, "Buddy, we need you back on the bike"? I just had finished up. Uh, I do a lot of free ride stuff nowadays, and uh, you know I'm messing around with uh, you know kind of testing uh, new electric dirt bikes. I've been really uh, having a blast doing that stuff, but you know, I mainly just free ride now for, you know, a few of my sponsors, Monster Energy and Fox and Mountain Motorsports. And, uh, you know, I just finished up this project that I was doing and, and went home and thought, man, I've got, you know, now I've got a, you know, some time to breathe. I probably got a you know good month of downtime. And uh, I, I went and flew home to visit my family in Oregon for Christmas. And the day I got there, uh, I get a random phone call from Dakota Tedder and uh, been friends for a time, and you know, told me that Benny unfortunately had gotten hurt, and just said, "Hey, would you want to race?" And I thought about it for about thirty seconds, and I was like, "Well, I've never really ridden a KTM, so why don't I, you know, day after Christmas, I'll, I'll come down there and uh, go give it a test ride, and you guys see where I'm at, and I, I see how I like the bike, and yeah, things just took off from there. You know, basically, uh, first couple of days on the bike went." good and you know we're here showed up at anaheim with about a week of preparation (laughs) with one of the most competitive fields that we've seen yeah it definitely is that so uh you know just the fact that i've been able to make you know three out of the you know i I missed the main event at anaheim i had a crash in the qualifying uh when i was running up front and uh you know didn't make the main there but i've made everyone since so uh i'm pretty happy with that you know like like you guys just talked about it's probably the you know it's arguably the deepest field ever um you know we've had what four rounds and four different winners and the competitiveness goes all the way back to you know 30th place in qualifying to what do you attribute that because i've been following supercross since about 1999 kenny's been following it since he was 
in his mom's womb. Hey. I, just seriously, you used to ride yourself. But to what do you attribute that? Because it used to be just the Ricky Johnsons or, you know, just the Jeremy McGraths. I know that Ricky Carmichael brought on such a new strength regimen in, in all overall fitness, but what has kept it? What has maintained it? And how is it going on today? Well, I think that the sports changed a lot. You know, back when I came in, you know, my first, my rookie year was 2006 was my first ever pro national. And, you know, I came in straight out of amateurs and, and got second place at my, uh, you know, third ever moto. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, when I was young, we moved way out of town and, and got 120 acres out in the middle of nowhere of Oregon and, uh, you know, kind of built our own training facility. And I think that's what gave me a little bit of, uh, you know, the edge on my competition back then. Uh, but now there's these training facilities just sprouting up all over the country. Uh, you know, you got these places like, you know, Club MX, and, uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina, and then, you you know, you've got your MTF down in, uh, down in Georgia. And, and these, these training facilities are coming up everywhere. And they, they really train to become pro racers, even at a, you know, a, a young amateur level. Matt Walker has another good training facility in Georgia. And, uh, you know, every time these guys hit the track, they have coaching. Uh, they, they do motos. They do, you know, they, they just really every single day is like a race day. And these kids live at these training facilities. And I think that that's really kind of what's elevated everybody to a more of an even playing field. Everybody's training like Ricky Carmichael now. Mm-hmm. You know, you mix that in with now our, you know, we're riding 450s that are extremely powerful. And even the 250s are extremely powerful, but they're all uh, fuel injected and they run so clean nowadays. Um, you know, I think the fuel injection has kind of helped bridge the gap a little bit between, uh, you know, a factory ride and a privateer because, you know, Back in the day, you used to have to run your settings from the year before and, and really have, uh, you know, your jetting down to a science. And with the fuel injection, I think it made it a little bit more of an even playing field and made the bikes easier to ride. Josh Hill, Supercross pilot, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And hear me out. So you're not scheduled to run the 2022 series season. You're free riding. You're still in a little bit of shape. But to me, this is like, a boxer who just goes to the gym and works out, and then all of a sudden, hold on, man, we've got a heavyweight fight for you in front of fifteen, twenty thousand people. You got to go out there and try to try to beat the champ in one week. Yeah, you aren't you just basically getting in shape as you're racing. I mean, as you're racing for money in the Supercross series because you were nowhere near in shape come December. Yeah, I mean, the first day I got on the bike, I was having a hard time stringing together more than, you know, four or five laps at a time at, at a decent pace. And, um, you know, then you just get thrown to the wolves and you got to go race for 20 minutes plus a lap, which, you know, sometimes equals out to about 26 laps. Um, and, you know, it, it definitely uh, it, it was a little bit of a shock that, you know, the first couple of weekends. But I've just, you know, we race on the weekend and then I come back and the guys here, you know, Monster Energy, Lucas Oil, Team Tedder Racing, like they've, they have a whole team of guys around me to go to the track and, uh, you know, make sure I have good equipment to train on and then, you know, do my off the bike stuff during the week. And I'm pretty happy with my progress. Like I'm feeling more and more like uh, a racer out there instead of just relying on my talent to get me over the obstacles and, and get me into the main. I feel like I'm starting to bring some intensity back into it. And that's, that's nice. Has there been any back and forth between you and your brother? Justin? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, Justin took a year off last year. Um, 
just something, you know, things didn't work out with him and the team that he was on. And it was the last minute. And Justin thought he was going to have a, a changing career and actually became a, uh, a sheriff's deputy in the county that we grew up in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he did that for a few months. And, you know, I think he just missed, missed racing and, and maybe felt like he left a little something on the table. And, uh, you know, he got back signed with uh, the PRMX Kawasaki team and had a good three month training camp. And, for about two days there, at, you know, at Christmas dinner, we were already, you know, talking about who was going to, you know, who was going to win between the two of us. And the two of us. He, uh, two days later, he had uh, had a big crash out at the practice track, actually had a, a, a sprocket uh, kind of disintegrate on a jump face and ended up injuring his shoulder. So, yeah, for about uh, about two days there, it looked like me and Justin were finally going to get a race each other in Monster Energy Supercross because we've actually never even competed against each other. We raced each other one time at monster energy cup and he whooped me pretty good. He, uh, he dang near one. And I think I got like 13th. So, uh, <laughs> it was looking like we have some battles. And unfortunately about, uh, three days after Christmas, he went back to the training facility in, uh, South Carolina and had a, uh, um, a sprocket disintegrate on a jump face and he, he yeah. hurt his shoulder pretty good. He's, he's still, uh, you know, on the mend right now and i don't know exactly when he's coming back but you know he's he's he wants to come back racing so that's exciting well let's let's go Mm. back to this whole sheriff thing brother i know right (laughs) (laughs) i I come from a different generation where motorcycle motocross motorcycle riders and cops it was oil and vinegar how in the hell does a supercross rider carry a badge, a gun, and try and be a badass when it, there were the 60s and 70s when the, all the cops wanted to do was get the freaking bikers off the street? How does that happen? <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's not much of a biker on the street. You know, I think he has a Harley and he cruises it around a little bit, but Justin's, uh, he's not much of an outlaw. You know, he's a, he's a really good kid. And, uh, you know, he just had some friends. Uh, he's got quite a few friends that are in the sheriff's department in, in various counties and states. And, he thought it was going to be a, uh, you know, a new career path for him. And, you know, I think he enjoyed it, but I think he just realized he had, you know, he left a little bit on the table and, and super cross racing. When you're that good at something, it's, it's hard to walk away. Would you be the first one that he would pull over or would it maybe be your parents? I don't know. I, you know, that's why I asked him. I'm like, you know, we, you're going to have to, you're going to be ruining some people's day, man. How does that feel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He said he, he said he wasn't going to be doing that, but I don't know. I don't know if he had a chance. <laughs> what would your alter ego be, Josh Hill? I mean, I know you've got Hill Ride It. You've got a lot of production things that you do, but what would be your alter ego, your other maybe everyday job? You know, I quit doing, uh, I quit racing for three years and actually I worked in uh, sports marketing for Monster Energy. So I was actually the team manager of all things Moto for Monster Energy for three years. And, uh, you know, that was a, a, I couldn't say it was too much of a shock because, you know, I'd known the, you know, I'd spent a lot of time around the monster people and it was, uh, it was an awesome time and I learned so much, but you know, it it was a little bit of wearing a different hat. You know, I, uh, it it was, it was fun. And I, I just, you know, I miss competing at this level too. There's just no (laughs) substitute for it. It's so hard. Uh, your life to something like this, um, to walk away knowing that you can still compete at a, at a high level. Well, having said that, I mean, eventually the competition does go away. Would you and your brother ever want to team up and start your own team? You know, I don't know. That's that's a lot of work. Running a team is a, yes. a lot of work. I think, you know, I, I've been having a lot of fun uh, promoting some events. Um, 
doing a lot of riding schools, working with younger kids, but the promoting events and doing the production stuff has been kind of uh, my passion the last couple of years. We started doing this big event out at uh, my parents' property um, in Oregon called the Big Hill Jam, and they have a, uh, a national hill climb race. It's actually a, a stop of the Moto Climb Super Series, and then we have pretty much 75% of the best freestyle and free rider guys in the world. And then, uh, you know, put up a big purse for a pit bike race. I think we had $20,000 in purse money for everybody just to come out and have fun and, uh, have this big, uh, you know, jam out at my, my parents' mm. property. It was basically my parents let me have a big party and invite all my friends. You know, we had some bands oh. out there. Uh, it, it was a really good time. So I hope they just continue doing that and maybe, uh, you know, get involved in the promoting side. Josh oh, nice. Hill, 450 Supercross pilot, joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. And you, the Stark Varg electric bike you're riding and promoting, we've talked to a lot of drag racers before. And, and electric cars are coming. They're here. They're taking – it's just where it's headed. And they shake their heads, and there's no freaking way that Top Fuel and Funny Car – it's, it's about the smell, the noise, the, the rubber. Do you see Supercross going electric in our lifetime? You know, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, do I think that in our lifetime, there's going to be an electric bike that out, you know, proves, uh, you know, a four stroke or a two stroke or combustion engine of any kind. Yeah. Um, not far away from that, uh, with that Stark Varg, we're really, uh, it's, it's a bike that I think could be competitive against the four fifties, uh, on a supercross track. Is that the way it's going to go? I, I don't know. Uh, there's two ways, there's two ways to look at it. You know, with an electric bike, you know, there's even a way there there's, it's a possibility to have a complete spec racing class with the electric bikes. You could come in and you could get your mapping from the promoter and you guys could go out and everybody race on equal equipment to the T. And I think that that could be really good for racing in general, keeping the cost down and making it, you know, the sport open up to, you know, guys that are really good riders, but maybe just didn't have the opportunities to get on a top tier team. Mm. Um, you know, there's things about that that are exciting, but like you said, uh, that rev up on the, you know, on the starting line with, with 22, 450s is, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to, uh, to lose that. And, you know, I don't know if I want to see, I'm torn. I'm really torn because I think that electric motorcycles are going to be massive for the motorcycle industry in a whole, as far as getting new riders involved in motorcycle riding, because really you don't have to know anything about motorcycles to own one and operate them because mm -hmm. of how reliable they are. Mm -hmm. uh, you basically you ride it and you plug it in and you check the chain in the spokes <laughs> and you go back out and there's, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. So yeah, like I said, it's it's a double-edged sword because it may if it takes off too quickly, it, it may hurt some of these companies that have dedicated their whole lives to tuning, you know, mm. internal combustion engines to make them good. I really hope that that doesn't happen, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. But if you have a little backyard track and you've got a nosy neighbor that hates dirt bikes, <laughs> these just as fun to ride. That's incredible. That's good to hear. <laughs> Hey, buddy, thanks for doing this, man. Good luck for the rest of the season. You're on that damn bike, all right? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Josh Hill joining us here in the Freak Nation.